Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to Kicks. Today we have the legend himself. He's one of the subjects of the upcoming documentary on Showtime Point Guides on July 29th. My brother, Sham Guy. What's up, OG? How you doing? Man, I'm blessed, man. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, thanks for having me on. I'm just blessed right now, just working. You know, just got finished summer league and, you know, back in Dallas. Get ready to come up to New York City. So, you know, that's it. Wow, so you went from 120 degrees in Las Vegas to 110 in Dallas? Man, you ain't never lost. It's <laughs> hot, hot as fish grease. Man, it's blazing out here too. I think our high is like 97. Okay, sheesh. That's, but that's good for New York. <laughs> it was crazy out here, man. So um, I'm excited about this documentary because, you know, there's always, like every couple of years, there's always a documentary about New York City basketball but they always like leave out something and from the trailer it kind of seems like this documentary showcase New York hoops when it's at its apex in the 80s and 90s so like can you talk about the basketball landscape during the 1990s when you were coming up man I, I, you know like I tell I try to tell young kids like when I was coming up in New York in the time that I was playing ball you know New York was number one in everything you know what I'm saying New York was number one in basketball fashion uh, music, you know, just everything. So, you know, for you to be a basketball player in New York, you had to embody all three of those. You know, whether you was whether you was rapping or not rapping, whether you was uh, getting money or not getting money, as a basketball player, you had to embody all three of those. If you and vice versa, if you was a rapper, you embodied that you played basketball somehow at some point. You know what I'm saying? And then me growing up. I grew up in a in a, a rich area. When I say rich, I don't mean in money. I mean in talent. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the era. I grew up in the area where it was me. You know, my best friends are Mace, Cameron. You know what I'm saying? Ali Moe, Black Widow, rest in peace. You know, I grew up around the, the Puffs, the Jay-Z, the Fat Joes. So, so I seen success every day, and I seen the way you had to carry it. And I see... And and every and all those people I'm naming, you know, everybody had one thing in common, it was that New York City swag. So when when I played ball, I carried that with me everywhere. You know, we walked different, talked different, dribbled different. You know, our imagination was different, you know, because we seen a lot growing up. So that's that's basically 
how it was for me when I was growing up in the in the in the nineties. From people on the outside looking in, who's who might not be um, all that familiar with New York City hoops, like what can they learn about it from from this documentary? Um, I, I think they're gonna learn why New York City point guards were so heavily recruited and why they so looked at because, you know, they they're gonna see determination, they're gonna see hard work, they're gonna see flair, they're gonna see uh, style. They're going to see unique movements. They're going to see inc incredible move movements. And I think they're going to be able to recognize and relate to it well because of the way the NBA is built now. The way the NBA is built now is just how everybody played basketball in the 90s from where I come from. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, the point guard documentary, you know, it's going to show like in our neighborhood growing up in New York, you know, it's not like anywhere else in the world because, and when I grew up, only thing you had was basketball. You know what I'm saying? That was it. Whether or you was rapping or you was hustling. And in, in, in other states, you have football, you have baseball, you have basketball, you have different outlets. We just had basketball. So by us having basketball, the point guard had to be the dribbler, be the passer, be the scorer, be the rebounder be the enforcer. So when you look at the, the way the NBA is set up now, the most important person on the court is the person that can dribble the best most of the time, you know, and, and that person is, you know, doing everything. So if you look at this era, you know, kids, you can't have a good NBA team without a good point guard. And then most of the point guards play like they from New York with that same flair, that same style, that same ruthlessness, that same recklessness. You know, what's crazy now, like, like when I go to um, like high school games, sometimes during my um, like off days in the winter, I be seeing, mm -hmm. I be seeing the point guards be taking threes from, from um, from half court, you know, you know, mm -hmm. because growing up in the '90s, like the point guards, they really didn't shoot the three like that. So for me to see like a New York City kid, you know, shooting like Steph Curry, mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Or it's just the evolution of the game. Yeah, see, but but the thing is, it's really not. It's really not the evolution. It's just that we didn't it didn't get promoted like that because, like, people don't understand. Like, I tell people all the time. When I was growing up, you know, I was New York City Player of the Year for Catholic school. Stephon Marbury is New York City Player of the Year for public school. And overall, he was the number one player in the country. Steph always shot from half court. Stephon Marbury always shot from half court. But what it was, though, it was looked at as a bad thing. To whereas now it's promoted. You know what I'm saying? Like when I first grew up, I always wanted to shoot from long distance until I got to a program that's like, nah, you gotta get to the rim, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. So even with that being said, those type of things was happening in New York, but they was just promoted different. Like dribbling was like the main thing that was promoted and stuff like that. So when I see people now, I'm like, so they still in hindsight play like New York City point guards. You know, they just unlocked the box and they and they was able to unlock the key because when I was coming up or Steph was coming up, you know, you had the Shaqs, you had the Patrick Ewing, the David Robinsons, the different things like that. So, you know, people, when you got to a higher levels and different levels, they was like, well, you need to play like this. You need to be like this. You need to... When when I was growing up, I didn't know the difference between a point guard, shooting guard, and nothing. When I was playing in the parks, I did everything. So we we... We didn't grow up like, yo, he's a small forward. He's a power forward. He's this. It was like, yo, if you can't dribble and bring the ball up and do everything, you can't play on this court. Because we didn't have seven footers. We didn't have six, nine people walking around like that.
And that's kind of how like the NBA is played now, position. Exactly. You know, we started the five out movement. Cause like in New York, whenever you play back in the days, if you got up to a, a high to a high to a like double digit lead, you didn't have no shot clock. So what the coaches would do, say, hold the ball, bring them out. Yo, that's you know crazy. what I'm saying? That's five out motion now, right now in the NBA. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So it's so it's kind of like whatever is old is new again. Yeah, it's like I mean, the only thing they're doing is, is living backwards. If you look at my life, you can say the same thing. I'm living in reverse right now. Because oh, look, I got sneakers, this, this, and that. That's all the stuff I wanted when I first went to the NBA. True, but I think like the game was sort of different, you know, back then. Yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Where where you, like you just said, where it's, it's all in reverse because the reason why I'm so popular now is because everybody that's playing now in the NBA play like I played back then. But we didn't have all this stuff, social media. We didn't have all this stuff. So now when you look at like uh, the Chris Pauls, the Kyrie's the dribbling and stuff like that, those are New York City. Those that's that's how the New York City point guards I grew up playing against. Do you think like it's harder now to like kind of make a name for yourself without social media? Because like back then you guys didn't have social media. It was basically like word of mouth. No, it was word of mouth. Back then it was word of mouth, so it meant more. I think now it's it's easy to make a name now. I think word of mouth is always gonna be the biggest and the best way to make a name, to have a name that survives, that stands the test of times, put it like that. Because like you said, with social media and stuff, information and stuff happens so fast that it comes and goes. You know what I'm saying? When somebody tell you something word of mouth, it's just like if you have a friend and you like, yo, that's my man. So make sure he good. Nine times out of 10, you making sure he good for the duration of when how long you know him. You know what I'm saying? So it's different when somebody tell you that than somebody you just see and be like, yeah, I know that kid or whatever, whatever. So it's like the whole the whole thing now, I think it's easier because of the social media, but you go out, you go out faster too because of social media. You know, um, if social media was around like back then on a scale of one to 10, like how long would it take for you to like to be canceled? Nah, see for me, if it like if it was back then, it, see for my era, it would have been crazy because you had some real ones. Exactly. So, so it would have been like, like it, it, you couldn't get canceled in my era because the dudes that was doing the stuff, they was, they was, it was organic. See, the thing now is people try to do stuff to be irrelevant. Whereas when I came up, it was organic. Like everything that, everything that's happened for me, even now, stuff that's going on with me is organic. It's God sent. All that is organic. I didn't try to do this. I didn't try to do that. Everything just fell in place how it fell in place. You know, speaking of stuff falling in place, you know, like Mace was the first person to take you to play basketball. Like if mm -hmm. it wasn't for the moment, like do you think that we would be like sitting here talking today? No, I don't, I don't think so. And that's and that's and that's the beauty of it, because it's like, you know, he took me up there to see this, and then I got a vision from watching Malloy Nate Smith the future. I got a vision. Fell in love with basketball. Cool. As as me going in my journey, like be, before I was McDonald's or American, Mace used to come with me to all my games. And at all my games, I used to always tell people, oh, my dude can rap. And they used to laugh and be like, man, he can't rap, man. Nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to hear that slow stuff, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yo, he nice. And they used to be like, nah. So he used to come to games and I used to have him rap battle people. And then two years later, he become Mace. 
And everybody's like, man, isn't that the same kid you was bringing to the games? I'm like, yeah. They, I'm like, I told y'all, he nice. So basically, he was Dame Dollar before Dame Dollar. Yeah. Oh, without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. What type of players were, were Mace and Cam back then? Because I, I, I know I've seen Cameron play a little bit, but like I haven't really... Cam was nice. Like Cam was nice when I first when I first moved to Harlem. I wanted to be like Cam. Like Cam was nice in basketball. He had a good reputation. You know, I wasn't even playing basketball at the time. Everybody used to be talking about uh, Cam. God bless the dead. They used to talk about my man Andre Hudson. You know, everybody know him as Huddy Six. Then you want Cam best friends that passed away. He was nice. Uh, Wally Lynch, they 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 was like the nicest three when I first moved up there. And Rafe and Rafe was good. Skip to my little, he was nice at a young age. So him and Black Widow, Ali Mo, all all those guys was already good in basketball when I first before I even started playing basketball. And Mace was Mace was okay. He wasn't as good as Cam, but he was okay. Mace was more like a defensive person. Mace was more like the version of Street Pat Beverly. Just talking, like, yeah, just talking and, and guard you and try to make you want to fight them and and all that stuff. Cam was actually Cam was nice. Like Cam, I like Cam would have kept going. He could have been. He would have been probably All American, McDonald's. Like he'd have been good. Like Cam would have been real good. You was from like the golden era of um, mm-hmm. of New York rap too. Like, did you run into Big L or the NFL? Yeah, Big Big L was one of my closest friends. Like we we lived across the street from each other. I lived on I lived on 142nd Street. He lived on 140th, 39th Street. And Big L played basketball with me every day, every other day. Be me, Big L, Cam, Mace, um, Loon, Loon from Bad Boy. Uh, who else? Ali Mo, Black Widow. And then because Loon is tight tall, so now nah, Loon Loon was good in basketball. Loon was good in basketball. Loon was he was good in basketball. He wasn't as good as those guys, but he was good. Like, he could play. Um, but he always was into fighting and Loon knew karate and stuff like that, all type of stuff. And he was the only person that, like, because in that span, one summer he lived in California, so he came back and he was, like, on that on the Cali flow, like Cali wave and all that stuff back then. Like, that's when I didn't know nothing about Bloods or Crips, and he was coming to Harlem talking about it. He was talking about that at, like, 16. You know what I'm saying? And that's back then. So, you know, because New York ain't do the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. New York did cruise mostly. So, uh, like I said, Big L was okay in basketball. He used to try to play and stuff like that. And Big L was the first person I heard rap from the neighborhood. Back then, yeah. him and Herb McGruff. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I think if, if he was still alive, like, I think he would have been, you know, one of the GOATs because, you know, L, Mace, I think like those two guys in particular, they kind of paved the way for you know guys mm-hmm. bad bad. Yeah, definitely. I can't think of somebody else right now. Nah, definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, and to me, like like '90s um, grassroots basketball and like um, and '90s rap kind of goes hand in hand. Like, which um, '90s rapper would you compare yourself to? Like, who would be the basketball equivalent to yourself? I mean, the oh, oh, Tupac. I love worship Tupac. Like, I love Tupac. Like, that was the, that was like the, the theme music to everything I did. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's like, because, you know, you know, everybody know, like, I was born as a 5%er, grew up as a 5%er. So me and Tupac kind of shared that type of stuff. Like, you know, um, without us really knowing each other, like, he used to go to the rally, the mosque and stuff. And I used to, I had to go and used to go, like, every Sunday and things like that. Did you see him? At the, yeah, 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 yeah. When he made the above the rim and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. I used to see Pop. So and I was already a fan, so you know it go hand in hand. And then when I was young, I wanted to act and do stuff like it was kind of like you know the same type of flow of vision. So it was good. Did the birdie type of characters ever pop up at your games back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up with I grew up with real birdies, the real birdies. Like you know, what I'm saying it was my. It was like family. I grew up with the real gangsters and all that. I grew up with, you know, I grew up with a person that was in America's Most Wanted. So like, you know, that was that was family, like considered family. So, but it was for me, it was all love. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I sort of, you know, stuff happened, different things, but for me, it was all love. You know, there's always love, always respect. People always wanted me to do good. So, the birdie characters is the ones that save my life and propel me to be how I am now. Speaking of the birdie type characters, um, since you're for up since you're from uptown, did you ever, you know, kinda interact with um Alpo and um Rich Porter? Oh, Rich Porter. No, no, no. No, I interacted with his I mean God bless that his little brother, but never with them. Like, you know, cause you know, my family is my family is tight with their family. So, you know, that type of stuff. But you know, when I came uptown, I was I was too young. The only person I knew was his little brother Donnell, because he went to the same school I went to, PS ninety two at the same time. So but yeah, other than that, you know, I seen them and different things like that. All right, bet cool. So like you were in the same basketball class as guys like Skip, um, Felipe Lopez, Stefan Marbury in Brooklyn. Yeah, we 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 in the same we in the same era, like a year apart. My basketball class is '95. It's me, Stefan Marbury, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, Antoine Jameson, Kevin Garnett, Chauncey Billups, Sharif Abdul Rahim, Tractor Trailer. We probably had the best McDonald's, even one or two best McDonald's All American class ever. I remember before Tractor Trailer passed away, I shook his hand one time and dude almost broke my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll never forget that day. <laughs> so like, when did you like officially arrive as a player, like in your book? When did you think that like- uh, my, my sophomore year of high school, I guess that was 93. Mm -hmm. And then I went to camp that summer and I got like MVP in like all the camps. And then the junior year going into my senior year, I really like took off, like took off. I just got MVP and five-star and that was with Stephon Marbury, Shaheem Holloway, Tim Thomas, uh, Felipe Lopez, uh, Shante Rogers, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, and then that's when I knew like I was I was legit. I always wanted one of them five star um, white t shirts. Mm -hmm. I see. Them oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see them now on the streets, but now I I just don't want it. Like I wanted to earn my stripes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so like you also played for Gauchos when um when New York AAU was like at its biggest. 
they had. Yeah, it was Gaucho, it was me, Felipe Lopez, Stefan Marbury, E. Harris, Gary Saunders. We had a crew. Like, we had a real, real, real crew. And then I also played for Riverside like the year before. I played with Gauchos in the end. Oh, you played with I know that. Yeah, yeah, I played for Riverside and, and Little Lads like four years before I went to Gauchos. So, know? like, at that time, like, New York had, like, the deepest talent pool, I think. And Yeah, and for one sure. Of games, if I can book any game from that time period, it would be the 96 Riverside team. You know that team that had uh, Tess Odom? Yeah, yeah. That was it. That was the next year after I left. Mm -hmm. Against your Gauchos team from the year before. I think that yeah. would be game yeah that would be that would be that would be whew, that would be standing room only that would be a good game mm -hmm. the aau team with tim thomas vince carter rip hamilton yeah um, did you ever play against that team because that team sounded like a damn juggernaut yeah i played against that team when i played with aim high i played against that team in um in rhode island that's what uh in the showcase I think I had like forty some points, and that's that's when that was in front of Providence. So that's when, and then I went to Providence the next year. Oh, is is that the game that put you on the map as far as recruiting goes? Or yeah, like nah, the game that kind of put me on the map was me against Stefan in um in the wheelchair classic Manhattan versus Brooklyn. And I got MVP. Was Stefan like your you know your heated? competition back then or yeah you... i mean to everybody else he was like my right he was supposed to be my he was like my rivalry but but people didn't know how close me and him was like so we used to hang out i used to go to coney island hang out with him and he used to give me so much advice because like he was number one since the eighth grade like him and god bless god bless his father his father used to give me advice and stuff like that and to the point where we like i became like family to them so like to everybody else, they used to always try to make it like a rivalry, but that's that's my brother, even to this day. You know what I'm saying? So he used to push me, but he pushed me every day to get better because he was so good. So every day he pushed me to get better because he was he was really that good. There's this game on YouTube. I forgot the name of it. I think it was the Golden the Golden News. The Golden Oh, Golden Hoops. Golden yeah, Hoops. Yeah, the Golden Hoops Classic. Like you talk about that game and in kind of. Um, and yeah, Golden Hoops, Golden Hoops, that was like standing room only. It was Gauchos versus Riverside. Me and Steph was on the same team. You had Gary Saunders, Felipe Lopez. On the other team, you had Kareem Reed. You had Zendon Hamilton. You had just different different stars in New York at that time. Um, Melvin McKee. Man, so it was like a big rivalry. You had all the street guys there, as you call them, birdies. You had all the, all the, all the street guys there. All the hustlers, like it was no crime that day because everybody's at the gym, you know, to watch these two juggernauts go at it. And you know, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling, amazing game. I'm, I think Riverside won by three or something like that. But it was like it was a who's who's, and, and that's where all the scouts and stuff came there too. So we people that wasn't known had got known there. Like, do you think that era could kind of be like replicated? again in the coming years or even like five or ten years from now no not in new york no i don't think so because i think now new york is like because that era right there was all trendsetters and mm -hmm. i think now nowadays we kind of we kind of follow more trends than we start them again and i think that's the most frustrating part for the people that's older or the people that's like rep new york hard 
It's like, yo, bro, we the trendsetters. We the ones. But I think, I think you know, a couple of years from now, it might, it might reverse. But I don't think that talent pool, because now, because New York could have been had that talent pool, but now most of the people in New York always leave to go other places to go to school. And you mentioned the um, trendsetters. You know, I think Isaiah Washington with his Jelly Fan movement, I think that was kind of trending in the right direction, but you really don't hear too much about that whole movement. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's like, that's my little God, Isaiah. And like you said, they had the whole Jelly Fan movement, you know, but then as they, as they went on, then the movement slowed down, you know what I'm saying? Because up until now, none of them have, have did, like, none of them have surpassed where they supposed to went. So it's kind of like stuck. And that's the thing with like a lot of things in New York now, like a lot of things in New York get stuck. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, keep going. You know, um, I have to ask like, who's on your Mount Rushmore of New York City um, basketball players? You know, mine includes yourself, Stefan, um, Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. Um, so, so you saying my Mount Rushmore? Yeah, my Mount Rushmore is Kenny Anderson, Pearl Washington, Raj Strickland, Mark Jackson, Steph, and Tiny Archibald. You know, uh, another dude who don't get enough credit is Omar Cook. Like, dude was legit, man. Oh yeah, I used to, I used to, yeah. Omar Cook used to, he used to always be with me when he was younger. I just. I just was over on my cook uh, this past weekend in Vegas. Oh, I cook was back. He was back. And my cook was super nice. I think I saw somewhere that he officially retired from. Yeah, he just retired and he's trying to get in the NBA now as a coach and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Omar Cook was nice though. Andre, cook, I mean, there's a lot of people that was good. Like Omar Cook was good. Talik Brown, uh, Andre Barrett. Yeah, that's the dude I was thinking about. I can't remember his name. Until I was yeah, Andre Barrett, you know, Jamal Timsley. Oh, it's a couple of dudes. This was a lot of people are nice, you know, Rafe. I seen Jamal play in Brooklyn. Uh, I think it was like two years ago, right before the pandemic hit that summer. Mm -hmm. Dude had, dude had, you know, the whole game. Yeah. Right. Like, listen, nobody know about Sherman Anderson. He's the, probably the best dribble I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Booger Smith. Oh, another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's a couple of people. I think Booger could have been a, a legit NBA player if he had, um, if his head was on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, any of these guys, Kareem Reed, any of these guys could be NBA players. It's just about the path that we take. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying it's good or bad. It's just what happens. You know what I'm saying? And I think in this era. In this era, they would have been NBA players, because this this era is more of this era is more of of the way they were. You know, KD and, and his production company they did a good job with these basketball docs. You got point guys this summer. I think mm -hmm. last year or the year before was the one about um, the players from DC. Yeah, um, yeah. I think a story about Riverside versus Gauchos would be um, pretty dope. Is there a player or a story that you want to see highlighted in the future? Uh, Kenny Hutchinson. Oh, I he think came. Dope. Yeah, he came up. If you know Kenny Hutchinson, he came up, you know, in the era. He was nice. But I hear so much about him, but I never seen, like, footage and stuff. 
you know, so ever since your playing career came to a close, like you've been on the sideline mostly for the Mavericks, do you have any interest in becoming a head coach or like are you just kind of settled into the player development? No, nah, I mean, I just got promoted as assistant coach. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going wherever it takes me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, just letting God, you know, you know, you know, keep pushing my steps in front of me and I'm going to keep walking. You know, I can't wait to see you and Jaden Hardy in the lab together. You know, I think he might be the steal of the draft. Yeah, no, he's definitely good. He's a good kid and a hard worker. And yeah, man, he, you know, sky's the limits for him, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's it been like developing Luca these past few years? You know, I think next year he might be in the MVP discussion, especially if you guys have another run like you had this past this past year. Yeah, I mean for Luca, Luca, I mean, only thing I did was the only thing I could do is help with a little bit of stuff. Luca was already developed. Like Luca is a Luca's one of a kind player. You know, it's little stuff that you know I could show. You know, that helped show him that he takes to the next level because that's just the type of player he is, type of talent he is, type of understanding he is. But, you know, Luca came over here, the goods already, you know, and we just, you know, just 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 kept carving the diamond. And, you know, Luca's gonna be Luca, whether it's me, whether it's anybody else. Luca's a once in a lifetime type of talent. You know, when I saw him tearing up the Suns in that game seven, laughing up and down, mm-hmm. Boy, this was the 90s, he would have been on his back by now. Yeah, 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 no, nah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, I'm gonna just name some random ball players, parks, and rappers from your era, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say their name. Mm-hmm. All right, so first we got Jamal Mashburn, Monster Mac. Oh, a beast, a monster. All right, Stephon Marbury. Probably the best player to come out of New York. And, and best point guard to come out of New York. All right, Mark Blunt. Mark Blunt? Yeah, Blunt. Oh, Mark Blunt, my brother. <laughs> That's my brother right there. <laughs> All right, um, Donald Foyle. Super smart. All right, Richard Parker. Uh, could do everything. Julian Flowers. I don't know who Julian Flowers is. Oh, he he played in that the, in the Golden um, damn, what was it? you just said it? The Golden um, Golden Hoops. Yeah, Golden Hoops. He um, was, Julian Hodge. Nah, Julian Flowers. I was looking at the stat sheet, so I don't know. Jamel Thomas. Oh, my brother, my brother, Mister Mister Do Everything, the first Carmelo. Tim Thomas. Oh, once in a lifetime. Underrated too. Like dude could do it like anything on the court. Super underrated. Super underrated. He's the first, first LeBron, first everything. Like Tim, Tim was Tim was a monster. Monster. All right, we got Ron Artest. Metal World Peace. Uh Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. A warrior, strong survivor, warrior. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Bloodshed, the rapper. Oh, family, family. One of the best rappers from New York that didn't make it. Herb McGruff. Herb McGruff, great rapper, great friend, 
skills. All right, so we got Dipset as a whole. Game changing. Facts, Game changing. Game changing innovators. Facts, I was just about to say that. Like, I think there was the last rappers from New York that was like truly innovators. All right, so we got Dykeman Park. Dykeman Park, crowd pleaser, one of the crowd pleasers. Uh, Dykeman Park, landmark. Was that tournament popping back then? Because, like, I'm just honestly hearing about it, like, within the last 10 years or so. No, nah, it's always been popping. Oh, word. It's always, it's always been popping, but Rucker was just popping so much more. All right, so we got Kingdom in Harlem. Kingdom, Kingdom, the, the beginning, because Kingdom started everything. All right, and the last one, we got Gaucho's gym. Gaucho's, uh... Revolutionary, uh, Hall of Fame, the stable. Gauchos is everything. Is everything. I was in Gauchos a couple weeks ago, man. They still don't got no AC in there. Yeah, boy, yeah. Boy, I was sweating like I know. Years. All right, man. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? What's going on with the um, deal with Puma? You have any new shoes coming out? No, I got a, a shoe that's about to uh, come out probably next year, but I'm just, right now, I'm just still, I'm working on the Stop the Violence gun thing. All right. Are you doing anything in the city over the summer that you uh, No, 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 no. Right now, I got Team Sham got my AAU program, so that's what we're doing. All right, bro. Thanks again for your time, man. All right, my God.